Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to our latest podcast. And this podcast is going to be a little bit different than many of our others. Others would talk about CT of the aorta, CT of the thoracic aorta, CT of the abdominal aorta, or the kidneys, or tumors, or renal inflammatory disease. This is going to speak on an entity, and it's an entity that most of you have not heard of, probably haven't seen. There's an article in AJR a couple of months ago that we published that addressed this. And this is called Lois Dietz Syndrome, and two of our co-authors on this, this was an exhibit last year at RSNA, was Bart Lois and Harry Dietz. And Harry Dietz is a very famous geneticist and head of the Marfan's Clinic and Center at Hopkins, and Lois is a researcher. And I guess they must have flipped a coin who went first. But nevertheless, let me tell you a little bit about it. Lois Dietz Syndrome is a recently identified genetic syndrome, which is very much similar to Marfan's in terms of phenotyping. Marfanoid craniosynostosis syndrome, and in some cases, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome type 4, have a lot of similarities, and that's going to be particularly true in terms of imaging. Some of the characteristic traits of the patients, widely spaced eyes, bifid uvula, cleft palate, uh, you'll see on imaging, arterial tortuosity, aneurysms, particularly the ascending aorta, with or without dissection at an early age, and some of the less common uh, findings would be aneurysms in other parts of the vascular tree from the carotids down to the SMA and celiac but uh, one of the things that we're seeing is we're seeing them more commonly we're even seeing uh, coronary artery aneurysms other things that are more in the physical exam craniosynostosis mental retardation blue sclera malar hypoplasia to name a few now there are clinical subtypes to Lois Dietz and I'll just mention them uh, just for completeness, there's a type 1 and a type 2. Um, these have a significant vascular pathology, and there's typically an earlier need for surgical intervention with type 1 as opposed to type 2, uh, which um, has less of an issue. Uh, patients will do better after surgical repair of aneurysms. Type 1s have all sorts of issues, so very different type, but again, probably not something we could tell radiologically. And you could just see some of the findings in terms of presentation from a physical perspective. And here's a patient with uh, Lois Dietz syndrome. You can see very nicely in this example, uh, you can see the patient's face, you can see the hypertellerism, you can see the cleft palate with bifid uvula, you can see that uh, there's a variable clinical expression in these patients, although it's autosomal dominant. And you can see nicely from this example. And you also can see some of the, uh, you know, the real spectrum of the process. Now, I know most of you have not looked at your genetic charts in a long time, so you'll have to take my word on it. And I took their word on it about the TGFBR2 mutation identified. And there are other families without this mutation, but phenotypically are indistinguishable. And here would be that chart. And again, this chart makes you happy. You're a radiologist and you're not a geneticist. And you can see from this next set of pictures really the spectrum of findings. So it's a fairly dramatic appearance. Now, again, from a uh, imaging perspective, we often think about this with Marfan's, but from a uh, phenotype uh, expression, as you can see from many of these images, 
it's substantially different. And there's just some of the numbers, the percentages of what you would see with Lowy's Dietz. And just to compare this back to back with Marfan's, you could see some of the similarities and some of the differences. And again, particularly on the physical exam side, the cranial uh, stenostosis, the cranial facial abnormalities are typically what's uh, really a target of Lowy's Dietz as opposed to Marfan's. And again, let me give you one more thing. Uh, the mutations in the genes encoding either type 1 or type 2, which you can see very nicely here. Again, I will not go into that. I'll save you some grief. And I'll also show you just some of the pathology with the VVG and the trichome stain of aortic media, the differences. And I will not try to uh, make believe I can explain that to you. And I will also share electron microscopy. This is probably the only electron microscopy you're going to see on CTSS. And for those of you who want even more, here's the, uh, some more of these genetic markers. Again, let's not worry about that all too much. Let's go back to imaging. In terms of imaging these patients, you really have to scan their entire vascular system from the top of the cranium through the symphysis. We'll do that single injection, single acquisition, typical delay in the 15 to 18 second range. We'll do 3D mapping routinely using a combination of volume rendering followed by MIP, very classic. And then I'll review all of these images and send Dr. Dietz the critical ones. In terms of thoracic aortic findings, aortic aneurysms, one of the hallmarks of Lowy's Dietz. Aortic root dilatation is probably the earliest thing I see. I have found coronary artery aneurysms. We found the pulmonary arteries to be enlarged. And in patients, We've also seen, even when the vessels aren't enlarged, we've seen tortuosity of the vessels, which is something I have to admit I have not seen with anything else. And I'll show you examples. Uh, in terms of aortic root aneurysms, these, these are more aggressive than the aneurysms in Marfan syndrome, really require very careful monitoring. The leading cause of death in Lowy's D syndrome is dissection of the thoracic aorta. Surgery is typically performed in adults with Lowy's Dietz when the root measures 4 cm. Remember, in most patients, you'll probably wait to about 5 cm. So they're much more aggressive in these patients. In children, because the normal arterial dimensions increase with age, Z-scores are calculated based on body surface area using a database and software developed by Stephen Colin at Boston Children's Hospital. For young children who have severe cranial facial deformities, Surgery will be performed if the aortic root z-score is greater than c, indicating that the aortic root dimensions exceed the 99th percentile. And in addition, the annulus must be at least 1.8 cm to allow placement of a graft of sufficient caliber to accommodate patient growth. So let's look at some examples. 3D rendering, oblique projection, markedly dilated aortic root, dila dilated sinus of Valsalva, and here it is from a cross-sectional display with the patient's pectus deformity. And here is another example showing you the dilated root as well as ectatic carotid arteries. And it's very common for us to see ectatic carotid arteries. And in fact, tortuosity of the carotids is not uncommon, may be severe. You may see it in the vertebrals as well. You may see intracranial aneurysms. Here's that same case of the tortuous carotid arteries, and I'll show it to you in a few perspectives. I've never seen anything make that loop-de-loop -loop like it's a roller coaster. And here it is from a few other perspectives. And that is really uh, classic for Lowy's Dietz. It's basically, in my opinion, diagnostic. And here it is again showing you with volume and with MIP. 
And the CT angiograms that we do typically demonstrate the ectatic changes. And you can see, as in this case, there's no aneurysmal dilatation. By the way, this patient also had prior spinal surgery. And you could see with 3D, we still can do a good job, even with orthopedic hardware in place. Now, in terms of the abdominal aorta, we see aneurysms of the abdominal aorta, but also of the branch vessels. The largest aneurysms I've ever seen of the celiac or SMA or IMA are in Lois Dietz patients. We can see smaller aneurysms, of course, as well. Look at this case. Look at the size of these aneurysms, celiac, SMA, IMA, and smaller branch vessels. And here's another view of that. Very, very impressive. Look at these cone down views. Look at the extent. Look at the size of those aneurysms. Now, that's what I call aneurysms. As I mentioned, they may be smaller as well in this next case, but the large aneurysms are typically the thing I'm looking for. I've also seen aneurysms in the popliteal fossa. We've seen the iliac zone. So aneurysms are the hallmark of this disease. So it's a very, very unusual disease and something you should at least know about and perhaps at times might suggest in a patient with Marfan's, if it's a Marfan's patient or thought to be Marfan's and very ectatic aorta or very ectatic carotids, you've got to think about Lois Dietz. So in Lois Dietz syndrome, early diagnosis of arterial pathology and early surgical intervention are key in preventing rupture and death. As the most significant features of the syndrome involve vascular pathologies, CTA is an excellent non-invasive technique for evaluation of these patients. And if you want more information, look at the article. Pam Johnson is the first author, AJR 2007. Thanks a lot.